0: Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hey everyone, how are you doing? We are just at the tail end of summer. Uh, Just finished a long weekend to celebrate the end of summer, the Labor Day weekend in the United States, and um, it's a busy time of the year, and it's so crazy. I've always, just since I was a kid, never understood why Labor Day weekend dictated the end of summer. And yet the calendar tells me that it's summertime until September twenty second, which is the first day of fall. But <laughs> I know it's because of the school calendars and everything, but it's still something every year I just think about, like it's really still summertime. Well, like everyone, I have got a busy September and I am so looking forward to this month. Um got some fun things on the calendar and I will go into more detail on some of that stuff on the next episode, because this episode, if you haven't already noticed, is long. And but I promise you, you will like it. But really, really quick before we get started, I just want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast and please rate and review. It will just be really helpful to the podcast. And also please share with your friends. Let people know about Make and Decorate. All right, I have to explain a couple of things before we get into this wonderful um, interview with Dory and Katie. So this was my very first um, guest interview over Skype, first time using Skype um, and recording the call and all of that technical um, good stuff. So just a heads up on the sound, there are some spots where my microphone is louder than uh, my guest. So um, I tried editing it, but there will be some spots where I get a little loud. And um, and the other thing is just that I know that I say uh-huh a lot in that I'm... Um, you know, acknowledging that I'm hearing them. But uh, it's just, you know, it's not until you listen to yourself after the fact that you realize, I shouldn't have said uh uh-huh a million times. So anyway, um, uh, it's all good. And I think you'll really enjoy the quality of the sound is still very good. It's just a little bit of the balance on the volume. Lastly, There was a point in the call where we lost connection, so we had to reconnect. And when we did reconnect, um, I (laughs) forgot to press the record button again. I thought the record button was on because I saw a little red dot uh, in the call recorder window. But anyway, um, all was not lost. I just lost one segment and Dory and Katie were so very gracious to... Um, re-record the One Sewing Machine segment. So um, anyway, other than that, it's all good. Overall, the content is great and Dory and Katie are wonderful. So please enjoy and just know that I'm aware of the audio issues with this episode, but um, I still think uh, the overall quality is great. So I think you'll still get a lot out of it and we'll Ultimately enjoy it. Okay, here we go. I am so excited to have my very first guest on the Make and Decorate podcast. I have got the awesome mother-daughter duo from the podcast Hobbies Up to Here. Welcome, Dory and Katie. Hi Steph. Hey, thank you guys so much. I am so excited that you're here. I'm just beyond, beyond, beyond. And I just listened to episode ninety-four
1: yay, yay. For of your yeah.
0: travels, and I have to say your podcast I listen to a ton of podcasts of all different genres, but your podcast um I listen to most of the times when I'm getting ready for the day in the morning because it like just it lifts my spirits and gets me into this good mood and You know, I just, you know, I'm putting on my makeup and sometimes Katie talks about it and I use the same (laughs) mascara that she does. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) so
2: I really do enjoy not only chatting together, but we really get into our podcast with half the time. We don't have an idea what we're talking about. We just know we want to chat. And I think that really comes across. We've had a lot of people comment that they feel like they're sitting in a room with friends having coffee and chatting. So and, I love that vibe. Yeah. and I do, yeah. And we really appreciate. We know you have been with us for yeah. three years. Yeah, that yeah. you you've been a loyal, loyal friend and follower, and, and our friendship goes back before that. Because mm-hmm. I think that we met through other social media. Yeah, Periscope. Yeah. Periscope.
0: Periscope was the first time hey. I saw oh. you guys and a bunch of other people that I'm still friends yeah. with. Yeah. Same In here. fact, yeah so that's it's amazing um in fact i told um uh uh, i'll get her permission before i um or i'll edit it out but lynette um from our periscope group she was my first subscriber to my youtube yesterday and i messaged i'm like oh my gosh you! i I just told her i loved her support and i wish we lived closer because we would be such fast friends and you know she's like yeah we're all kindred spirits so i love it it's it's just been really it's been really great
2: yeah i agree
0: yeah, so hey,
2: congratulations on your podcast. Oh,
0: thank you. Oh, my gosh. It took me so long. Well, you guys heard in the first episode, like four years. It's crazy.
2: Wow. But
0: I just I over prepared. I just kept like, you know, thinking that I just you know, had to have everything perfect. But the more I listen to your podcast, and a couple of other, <laughs> well, and a couple of other people's podcasts, where they're a little bit more uh, perfect, and they're even saying they're YouTuber guys, it's like, it's not even really just sewing, it's like woodworking. <laughs> okay. And, okay. Um, and, and, and uh, they just, that's what they kept saying over and over again, like for people who wanted to be YouTubers and stuff, he's just like, just start doing it. You can't yeah. Yes. So, because you know, they kind of said that, and you guys are just easygoing, and I'm like, I enjoy listening to Dory and Katie, and I talk back to them. And now, look at today, <laughs> you're gonna talk back to me today. Woohoo! <laughs>
1: awesome.
2: Thanks, thanks, that's good. Yeah, I really got into podcasting because, um, I listened to Kevin Smith, who is a director, and he is really big in the podcast world. He's been doing it for like 10 years now, mm-hmm. and he was the one who inspired me because he's the one who said, Everybody has a different voice. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different story. So whatever content you make is going to be specialized to just you and somebody will want to listen. And yes. when you're creating your content and telling your story, there may be a quilter who also has their podcast, but it's going to be different. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to be adding to that community with every right. podcast, with every episode, with every story you tell. And that's what really makes, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, important for both YouTube and podcasting because- You can look out there and see everybody go, well, what do I have to offer? There's so Mm -hmm. many out there. What do I have really to give back to the community? Mm -hmm. But your experiences, yeah. Yeah. You are the content. Your experiences, your stories are super important. So Exactly. And that's why I think you and I kind of talked through the emails is I like to support other podcasters that are coming onto the scene Mm -hmm. because they're adding to that community. And we loved promoting you and your podcast Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, check this person out too because their story is going to be completely different and you're going to learn so much. And that's different from what we can offer. So yeah, yeah, I mean... going.
0: It's definitely like, you know, three heads together are better than one. So <laughs> I always learn from any, you know, almost everything that I listen to, I just like, try to look for if I get one like little nugget or gem, I'm so happy. So, but um, yeah, so you're so I just want to I mean, I think a lot of people know hobbies up to here. But you, you guys are um, not only podcasters, but you have your blog. And you also have your YouTube channel, and I just watched your floss, your number one episode
1: yeah.
0: That was awesome. So all right, let's first well, yeah, I'm going out of order, but that's okay. um the floss tube i so you guys were talking about it on your podcast but I still didn't really quite get what it was. I thought, "Oh, that is an actual channel on YouTube." And then I'm seeing all these different people and I'm like, "Hold on a second. <laughs> what is yeah. that?" And then yeah. I yeah. so then I watched this other mother-daughter duo uh-huh. and um and then I realized that it it's all it's almost like a group.
2: Yeah, like a community
0: under floss the name floss tube and they just kind of like contribute their own youtube videos to that topic right is that how it
2: works it's kind of like a a hashtag type community yes where some people in the beginning probably were just calling it that because it's floss which is cross stitch Mm -hmm. on youtube and then people just were like well i want to make videos about my cross stitching so Mm -hmm. they use the title and it just became this umbrella that Mm -hmm. if you want people to hear your story about your cross stitching path what you've bought different Mm -hmm. patterns you're making and different things involved in any kind of embroidery or cross-stitch, counted cross-stitch, then you use that title and it helps draw people in. So during the summer when it gets really, really hot, it's hard to quilt. It's hard to have that fabric in your Mm -hmm. lap. So sometimes it's really nice. And when you're traveling too, to have something handy like cross-stitch. So we tend to shift into more smaller hand projects. And I think my mom, Dory, was the one who started watching floss tube and yes. had this idea. Hey, why don't we get on there and make our own floss tube videos? They're kind of like another podcast, but it's visual,
1: mm-hmm.
2: showing them what you thought, mm-hmm. you're showing them your your patterns that you're working on, your projects, and then there's this really cool website that's been created where somebody took tags, things that people have done, questions people have asked. Mm-hmm. And then have compiled them all so we can go on there and pull off like, well, this is the travel tag. And we're going to talk about what we do when we travel with cross-stitch. So it's a really nice community where people are super supportive. It's, again, just like the Periscope with the crafty, yes. honest uh, crafty knees. Right. Yeah, you just kind of create like a title for yourself. And then you add your content to it and allows, it creates this huge pool of people that can – dive in and oh I want to listen to this person or I want to see what this person's making it's kind of neat it's, it's nice yeah yeah
0: it's pretty awesome I mean I ended up watching uh uh several of the people's videos <laughs> yeah, yeah. from the philosophy <laughs> and I, I don't cross stitch I do um I mean I did cross stitch when I was a kid but uh I, I don't know I just it's it's such a precise you know it's counted right you have the in and then, yeah yeah
1: you
2: do. To pay attention. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think I'm just a little bit more free flowing with hand embroidery. <laughs> I love, I love hand embroidery, um, yeah. but it's such a, it's similar. And, um, and the needle point is even a different form of stitching. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. a
2: lot of that on there. We talk a lot about being multi-craftual, mm-hmm. having multi-crafts that you're involved in and even our floss tuber friends and other cross stitchers are multi crash. there's a lot of people doing diamond painting now and knitters and knitters Mm -hmm. crocheters and then a lot of them are also quilters and we all have laughed at oh hey we're also the cross stitch slash quilters over here too so there's a lot of that out there you can find so much to watch
0: yeah I love it so that's cool so that's your youtube channel and your floss tube and so I'm jumping back up into order now so (laughs) Um, If you guys want to just tell a story of how you two came to podcast together on Hobbies Up to Here and, um, you know, how you got there.
2: Well, we originally, my husband and I had a podcast and it was called Mr. and Mrs. Geek Speaks. And we used to talk about parenting. We used to talk about nerdy things like video games and pop culture and what was really going on in the world. Uh, My husband... While he was great when he would get into the flow of podcasting, he was a little tougher to kind of pull in to start the podcast. It was like, oh, we're sitting and doing nothing. with us podcast. He's like, ah. So one day I said, why don't I have my mom and I do an episode for Mister and Mrs Geek Speak, and we'll talk about our our geekiness over books, yes. how much we love to read. We're book nerds. We you know? We're voracious readers. Yes. So we sat down, and I think that first episode was like two hours long. Oh had- wow. Us Without talked. a problem. Yeah, yeah. We just talked and talked and talked. And I think I leaned to you and I said, you know, we could really keep doing this and make this our own fun, channel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally had the website in stitches and it was a WordPress uh, website that I just kind of every once in a while, would post my beginner quilting on. And I was using my old Kenmore six stitch machine I got when I was nine. You know, it was all very basic. And I mentioned to my mom, why don't we really take this? Let's go with it and mm-hmm. make a podcast together. And I knew that meant we need to change the name. And so I threw out some names and Hobbies Up To Here came up because we really do everything. Yeah. We try a lot of different hobbies and we don't stick to just one. We have Hobbies ADD. You know, we jump around yes. a lot.
0: <laughs> Me and too, I- by the way. <laughs> I love to do it all too. But yeah, I that's a great name. I love the name Hobbies Up To Here.
2: And it was great because it wasn't being used anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get the website for it. Our YouTube channel has it in the name our Instagram or it was like it just was meant to be yes. nobody was using it not a problem yeah. and we jumped right on so that was three years ago now yeah
0: that's awesome
2: almost three and a half, and a half years yeah. yeah
0: well you two definitely have um just a very easy uh going flow and like a that spark that just kind of you know it, it's yeah. it's I love it. And I, I know I hear a lot of other people, too. I mean, they have all great things to say about you guys. And, Thank you man. know,
1: so
2: we, just have, we have a blast. We have fun. It's, yeah. It's literally, you're, we're sitting down and having a good time together. We just have microphones, mm-hmm. you know, turned, that on, yeah. turned on and we share yeah. it with everybody. Um, and every once yes. while we might have a topic or a theme yes. that we start yes. with, yes. But yeah. But half of those, I mean, there are episodes where I go, I have no idea what to title this because there was no like linear way that we were going. It's all over. <laughs> Still enjoyable because I think that's what most conversations are like. You know, true. Conversations yeah. true. Most things diverge in different directions, and you bird walk here and you bird yeah. walk there. And I think that's what makes our podcast so enjoyable is that mm-hmm. it is like a chat. It's it is. It's not really structured. It's kind of fun. And then and when loaded. we do structure it, though, I like those too. Yeah, those are fun we too. Yeah. Usually, like I said, there's usually a bird walk in there because that's how we roll. But we do have yeah. – there are episodes <laughs> where we've, we've done – Research. We've made notes. Full oh, yeah. pages of notes. And then there are some where we just walk in there and I go, I have no idea how I'm going to edit this because yeah. we're all over the place. <laughs> and we've had once or twice where we've sat and talked because a lot of times we'll chat beforehand and we've sat and talked. And never turned on the microphone. Yeah, we, we ran out of time because we, we just uh, each other. Yeah. And That's then happened we're like, okay, so now we need to get back together yes. tomorrow and actually do the yes. episode. <laughs>
0: that was just a practice run. <laughs> Take <Yeah>. two. <laughs>
2: definitely Katie's brainchild. And I, I've just kind of gone along for the ride and enjoyed, I really enjoy this. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and it has evolved because... Dory, your husband um, has yeah. kind of become like this executive producer.
1: Yeah. Executive producer. Yeah. Right,
0: right. And then he's also kind of joined your crafting world yeah. uh, with some quilting and piecing. Yeah. And and most recently, I saw the cutest little minion hat that he crocheted, right?
1: Yeah. Wasn't
2: that the
0: best? Oh, man. I was I like, was-
2: what?
0: That was yeah. amazing.
2: With podcasting, the hardest part about podcasting on crafts is that it's so visual. Mm -hmm. We always guide people to our Instagram. Go check that out. We're constantly posting. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see that, it is on our Instagram. My mom and dad are making beanies for my sister, my brother in law, and their little guy (laughs) who is only 18 months old and for Halloween they're gonna be minions. Mm. And he whipped that hat up so fast. It was It was, it was such muscle memory. It's like he hadn't crocheted in a long time. And then, boom, he was able to produce something uh-huh. super fast.
0: Oh, that's what I was wondering because I saw the post where he was just starting and he had some yarn yeah. or whatever. And then the next post, it was, like, all done. And I was just like, what happened? How did he do that? And it was it's not like it's a flat scarf or a blanket. It was, like, a, a round shape and had, like, you know, the texture oh, yeah. with the eyeballs and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: And adorable. It is the cutest thing. And then he's teaching my mom to crochet. Yeah. She's normally a knitter, yes. and mm-hmm. in this case, she's helping him out. And hers, I saw it yesterday. It was adorable. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. want one for myself now. It's pretty <laughs> Really. Put a your order in. <laughs> I, hope, I hope by the end of the weekend, it'll be done. And that'll be my first crochet project ever,
0: Wow. Ever, that
2: I've done. So I, I'm really tickled. But not her first Halloween costume that she's done. <laughs> That's true. Because she used to make our Halloween costumes yeah. when we were kids. I was um, Aunt, uh, Raggedy Ann. Yes, and then I think I was still a, have that. Yeah, I was have a that princess costume. and witches, and she would make our costumes from a, a clothing pattern. Mm-hmm. And then when my son was born, which my son is twelve, so this is ten years ago, she worked on vinyl yeah, and made him a fireman jacket, which he would not wear on Halloween. Like no. he just decided, no, I don't want to do yeah. it today. But he wore it to Disneyland all the time. Yeah. See, that was Disneyland out. Yes. So we definitely have some 3D sewing that we do, some clothing that making. And so it's not far-fetched yeah. for them to be making hats for Halloween because yeah. it's right up her alley. I love Halloween. That's, <laughs> yes.
0: I do too. I yes. am with you guys on that. I love it. So, I mean, I, the more Halloween decorations, and yes. I'm into all of it. The pumpkins. Oh, I, yes. St- yes. I still carve pumpkins to this day. and really? I'm like 47, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good.
2: Yeah. So, it's another creative outlet <laughs> it is
0: it is yeah oh my gosh I love fall is my favorite time of the year hands yep. down my yes. favorite so that's great I mean it's almost like your whole family's kind of come into it and they all have their own creative um you know parts to them because um, I think Katie your husband is it like some musician right or am I
2: well he, uh, yeah, he used to drum, and yeah. so my son and him they have instruments, but they're not playing as much lately. Their mm-hmm. thing when they do get crafty and creative is that they make those little model characters for the game Warhammer.
0: Oh, cool! And it's
2: model piecing, so it's yeah. very and he, yeah, it's very intricate, very tiny. Yeah. When we originally got the kit, my husband started it, and then it got put away for a while, and then my son actually started pulling out, and we were really impressed. He's doing a very good job with it, and yeah. it's very time-consuming. Very intricate, yeah. yeah, and um. For those out there that are parents with children with ADHD, you understand that it's hard to find activities that, that really hold their attention. Uh-huh. There's points where he will disappear for a good hour or so, and he's quiet, and he's intent, and he's busy. And then he'll come out and show us his characters, and I'm like, Jake, that is amazing. This character yeah. is awesome. So that's their create. My husband's not super creative, uh-huh. but he does really like the model work and the intricacies mm-hmm. of putting together these characters. He's more of a gamer. Yeah. He likes yeah. to game. Yeah. Yeah. And But the whole family, Dad, you, Mike, and Jen, they all played instruments. Oh, I never yeah. did. And they all um, would sing together, yeah. whether it was piano, guitar, flute. What else? What am I missing? No, I think those were the main ones. Dad that has was... four guitars. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. In yeah. fact, her husband and my our son, her brother, and uh, Dad. Your brother, Rob. And my brother, Rob. They had yes, a band. They had a band. Oh, that's <laughs> fun together once or twice a week for uh, a year yeah, two years that, yeah. and played at a party and then it yeah everybody went their separate ways but they still all. Yeah. so you're right there are some musical talent in the family yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I just I, I love um, it, you know I just I think that's why like our community just flocks to each other, because you have like this energy with uh, being creative. And if I know I speak for myself, that if I don't have that, I don't feel like, yeah. right, <laughs> yeah. I get anxious or crabby or, you know, it's like I need to make something. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's really cool. Um and then I think we've already talked a little bit about what your hobbies kind of has evolved into. Um and and I know like when I first started listening to you guys, um I think Katie did um either Periscopes or YouTube's and you were actually doing these really pretty paintings on Canvas.
2: Yes, yeah, nice. I did. Yeah. Oh, those, I, I forgot about those, yeah. I remember that, um, yeah. Yeah, and, when we when we first started a lot of it was quilting only, and I was quilting as a beginner, so I would share things like uh, some of my, uh, some of our first YouTube videos are pretty funny, because they're just me sitting there talking about my fabric, shopping my stash, pulling things out, because I went through a period where it was just Jake and I, and we didn't have a lot going on outside of our home, so I would just buy up old fabrics, and I think I even bought an old quilt that somebody was piecing on eBay, mm-hmm. and they had done a certain amount of it, and then they just packaged it up and sold it off, like, oh, I don't want it anymore. Uh, and then we just slowly started to evolve. Painting definitely was involved. Um, I still have canvases that I'm working on, and I like to work with acrylic. But I'm starting to move into watercolor now, going back to that. That's something I studied when I was younger.
1: Oh, cool, and,
2: cool. yeah, it's constant. you're right. Crafting constantly evolves into something that, you know, you maybe you see a color in your quilt and you really like it, but you want to see it on a canvas and you mm-hmm. want your quilt to match, you know, some of your artworks. So you make the artwork to go along with the quilt. And I also write poetry, so that comes into it too—the whole writing process and the whole creative process. Sometimes I even put my poems on canvas, paint around them, use multimedia. Like I rip things out of newspapers—if you can find a newspaper nowadays. But yeah, I used to rip pictures and a certain text out of newspapers, and I would put them onto, like, decoupage them onto canvas. And we've done—oh, we always tried Mod Podge, we exceed, and we could yeah. never get that to work. Oh, I, I've tried right. that times oh I-
0: me too yeah.
2: i do not understand the appeal i would just rather use glue personally yeah <laughs> um, yeah you're right we just we have this really weird trajectory type yeah. path if you want to call it that with our our hobbies yeah yeah off this way and then off this yeah. way. yeah <laughs> yeah similar
0: to me too and um uh katie i i i just uh, got um well not just probably six months ago Well, watercolors and, you know, um, I I watched uh, it was around, you know, the holidays and they were craftsy back then, but um, they would do like this free weekend of unlimited. So I watched this watercolor teacher. She was so good. This Katrina someone and um, and I got fascinated by it. So I still have yet to like take the time to but I really want to kind of venture out and and do some watercolor painting and then also in relation to quilting. Bernina has, um, some of these online classes and there's this, I can't, her name escapes me right now, but she uses these watercolor crayons and she will just, you know, it's a very easy technique. So it's not overwhelming. So you feel like you can do it and she'll just create more depth to like her quilts and maybe like has like a little landscape type of a quilt. Okay, And then she'll just add like some shadowing under like these birds or she'll add oh. some color or maybe she wants to change the color of this little part of the quilt that's like, you know, white and she wants it to be a little bit more like plum. I don't know. It, it's pr- it was fascinating to me, too. So <laughs> I oh, want right. to try to expand. Kind of yeah, really fun. Always,
2: mixing of medias is always fascinating to me, mm-hmm. too. I, I did the splendid sampler the first round uh, with Pat Sloan. And, uh, every time I had scraps left over from a block, I actually started putting them onto a canvas. So I was making a canvas of the fabrics I was using in the splendid sampler at the same time and making this weird collage of just the scraps and the pieces because the colors went so well together. I thought, Hey, it'll actually make some really cool art mm-hmm. it's fun when you can cross those too, when you can take fabric and put it into art or take your art and put it on your fabric. Yes.
0: That's awesome. And I think that's um really great what you bring to hobbies up to here, because not everyone has that, that like depth of out of the box thinking. But then uh-huh. when you show it to them, and you're like, Whoa, then, you know, it's like I even had it. I'm like, Yeah, that's so cool. You know, I should try that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it just helps everyone to, you know, progress and fosters our creativity. So and that's why I wanted to join the podcast world. And, you know, share what I was doing with everyone and
2: you have a whole another element that you're adding to with the design yes. background mm-hmm. and clothing making because I was listening to your introductory post your mm-hmm. introductory episode and it was fascinating that you really started from a background of clothing right you know, pants and things like that yes. and, and then wanting to want decorate me. you and I have very similar stories about it. it you know yes we had it in our childhood but it didn't really catch on then right And it wasn't until we were in college and having to live on our own and looking around going, I, the first thing I sewed were cushions for a couch. Mm -hmm. We we wanted to recover this ugly seventies couch that we got for free because we were cheap college students, didn't have a lot of money. And I was listening to you talking about window treatments and making curtains. And I was like, yeah, because sometimes the easiest things to make are the things that just make your home feel more homey. Yes. Right.
0: Right. That's
2: What I love about your podcast is that you're adding you're you not only have a quilting background, you like to quilt. Mm-hmm. You have this design element to I your, love your that. Yeah. And it's, it's mm-hmm. not something that I know of in a lot of the quilting podcasts or the crafty podcasts that I listen to. Yes. Oh, good. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is one of the things that I thought, because, uh, you know, in all of my over research for podcasting, <laughs> I think it was Pat Flynn. Um, was like you need to like think of what's unique of you know what you bring that's unique and I'm like well this is what I know that's unique yeah. that I do have an interior design background yeah. and um, you know there are lots of deck interior decorators that DIY and make things but in the interior design fine design world they don't make anything
1: yeah
0: oh, okay so we well, and we like. I still freelance two days a week for a very high end, and and we specify things. So, okay. I mean, we definitely like have. You know, you have to you, you pull the whole palette together and the fabrics and the furniture, but um, you, you're specifying a painter to paint this or a wallpaper hanger to put this up. You know, it's just it's yeah. a very like, you know.
2: Yeah, you uh, have. The whole picture, all the colors, all the designs, all of the shape that are involved. Yeah, so you have a real eye for that, which is
0: cool. And the yeah, and the cool thing with like, um, you know, because I'll see people on YouTube um, chalk painting some furniture, and um, or even um, I like the milk paint because it's a little bit closer to even what like you see with fine design with furniture finishes. So that's where I like I know what the expensive finishes look like and that when it's painted, it's not a very flat single color. It's like right. layers. of That's Yeah. So That's when cool. I see some people on YouTube doing that, I get really excited because I'm like, That's, that is so cool because you know, this is, you know, people can do this, you know, yeah. it's, you don't have to pay $10,000 <laughs> to get a beautifully painted piece of furniture. <laughs> So, some skill. Yeah. So, all right. Let's move on to sewing machines. I'm so excited about this topic. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, yeah. um, My last episode was on you know things to consider before you purchase a sewing machine, and um, I I I know it was like it's a very technical. Topic and could be dry, so I was really hoping that I didn't lose a lot of people with all of the details. You but, um, <laughs> but it's important, and then it's it's to me still seems like one of the number one questions that everyone is always asking. Uh, so, I mean, I just I don't really ever see that, even with people who have had machines for mm-hmm. forever. So. Um, You guys, so, so I, my machines, and that's my next episode, I kind of go through my, you know, whole arsenal of (laughs) (laughs) sewing machines. My husband has perfect inventory of all of them. He's so funny. I'm like, well, let's take an inventory of all your technical gadgets. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, um, but, so, like, I... Dory, you have a Baby Lock, and I am familiar with Baby Locks, because um, I have I have an Allure Plus and um, a Baby Lock Serger. But you've got... Um, the Aria. Aria, yeah, which is definitely a few steps up from my Allure Plus. Yes. Um, and so we'll talk about that, and then Dory's got a, a different brand that I'm not as familiar with, Viking, right? Yeah.
2: I have the Viking number one plus.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So... Let's start with Dory's okay. Aria okay. from Baby Lock, and just tell me, like, you know, what, what feet, well, I guess maybe what made you want to invest in that machine, what drew you to it, what you love about it, and definitely what you, you know, are not that happy with too, because I think okay. that matters.
2: I, I, it's so funny, because the Crescendo is the one just above mine, and I, it has the the laser. laser i know <laughs> that was basically the only thing that was the difference between the aria and the crescendo and i was already investing a lot in my aria so i didn't get the laser and now part of me says i wish i would have yeah. <laughs> but i bought the aria three years ago i believe yeah because i bought katie for her yeah. machine for mother's day mm-hmm. and then i bought my own machine and what what the feature that I was most was most important to me was the harp space. Yeah. I really needed because we were really getting into quilting. Yes. And it never occurred to me to have my quilts quilted. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I wanted to quilt my own. And the first one I made was it like a, almost a queen size. Yeah. That's yeah. Big. It was big. And I was quilt and I needed that harp space. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and I had done some research and listen to, especially the celebrity sewers, sewists, um, whether it was Bernina, whether it was Baby Lock, whether it was foff whether it was an Elna, I it, I Janome. really, really, Janome, yes. Wow, Juki. Well, I don't know if Juki, do they even make a one yeah, with a harp yeah. space? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, for some reason, Baby Lock, and I too have a Baby Lock Serger, the protege mm-hmm. from years ago. So that was in my head already. Mm-hmm. I really, really, it was between Bernina and Baby Lock for me. Mm-hmm. So I went to a local, our local dealer. He didn't deal in Bernina's. Ah. So that kind of helped me make my decision Yeah, you know, because he dealt in Baby Locks. Right. And I love my Aria. I ah. just love it. it. It's a workhorse, especially when I compare it to uh, the machine I, I also have, which is my Viking, totally different uh, experience on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think, to be honest. I'm trying to think of something I don't like about it. Have you heard me complain no. about it?
0: Okay, guys. This is where our Skype call froze up and I lost the recording. So, um, Dory and Katie were just so gracious to me. I'm so appreciative to them for that. So, here is... Um, the re-record of our sewing machine segment, I decided to keep just a little bit that you just heard on Dory's machine in because there's a couple of different um, tidbits in there that I thought was still uh, helpful and useful. So here is the second part.
2: love my aria. I have the, and I, I consider the crescendo only for the laser on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So with that laser, but fancy, it it was not worth the extra money. So I have Mm -hmm. the Aria. Honestly, I I have no complaints. Mm -hmm. I love it. It has the dual feed foot. Mm -hmm. I did buy a walking foot to go with it. Mm -hmm. My my dealer was, you've got the dual feed foot. What do you want a walking foot? I said, because I want one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's like a a misnomer. I don't know why dealers think that a dual feed takes the place of a walking foot because it doesn't.
2: It, It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't totally mm-hmm. I use it for two totally different processes I do prefer my walking foot when I quilt yeah um certain types of quilting mm-hmm. um and sometimes I even use it to piece if I'm too lazy to take it off yep. it's great yeah definitely <laughs> but I I love it does come with a um uh a button that I can push that automatically when I take my foot off the the pedal
1: mm-hmm.
2: the um Presser foot or the foot goes up and I can pivot with both hands. I love that feature. Yeah. Let's have a thread cutter. And yes. that me was gold. Yes. But I think my one of my favorite features is that it has a threader. It threads my needle for me and it's smooth and it it's a hundred percent every time. Love it.
0: And your needle threader is even better than mine on my baby lock, which mine, I just press a lever down and let right. go. And voila, the needle's threaded. Yours, you push a button, right? Is that what you're...
2: And it's this nice little arm comes around. It does it all by itself. I love it.
0: That's like a dream. I love that. It, it is. That I haven't experienced yet. Both
2: welcoming our computer overlords with this conversation. <laughs> Come take over. Exactly <laughs> with a button.
0: I know. Just push a button like the Jetsons and make my
1: meal.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> Knee lift, and I think I've used it once. I, I just don't need the knee lift. It's it, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I love the harp space. That's the main reason I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I believe eleven and one quarter inches, mm-hmm. and I I can get a huge quilt in there. Yeah, because I do I do like to quilt my own yeah. quilts. So I just love it, and and it's pretty. I've it is. Got, I've got little um, tattoos on it cool um, that uh, I bought and put on it. So it's, it's, I prettied it up and I, I, oh, yeah. I really needed a machine that I could look at 24 seven
1: mm-hmm. and
2: some of the other machines just aesthetically weren't as pleasing to my eye. So it's mm-hmm. another reason it's silly, but it's one of the reasons I bought mm-hmm. a baby lock and I also mm-hmm. have a, a serger that's a baby lock, the protege I've had for years. Mm-hmm. So I was familiar with the brand.
0: Yep. And so, it's a yeah, good brand. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I've, I have the, my baby lack Allure Plus, and like you, I really have no complaints with that machine and I've had that since what, 2009. Um, okay. it okay. does have an embroidery. I bought it for the embroidery part. Okay. Um, cause I wanted to venture into embroidery and, um, not have to, like, you know, break the bank getting an embroidery machine. And it works really well. It has the large hoop and the small hoop. It doesn't have the huge screen like, you know, the, um, the big wig machines like Destiny or um, Brothers uh, Dreamweaver. But it can still embroider the same things exactly. on it. Yeah. It's a really good machine. And it's a good company, too. So... um Okay, so you like your Aria. And oh, I uh, thing about the knee lift too. Um, I, I love a knee lift. I don't know, I went once I started using it. I love it, even though I do have that button that you're talking about um, on my Bernina. So I can do it either way. So um, usually, like if I'm right in the middle of something where I don't even want to lift my hand up to, to press a button, I'll just like you know, shift my knee over and <laughs> press my knee lift and it lifts up the foot. So that I think is one of the top features if you're a quilter, is to have some sort of way to lift up that presser foot, whether it's a button or a knee lift.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I like the the thing I like about the Aria is I can push a button for the the foot to come up. Mm-hmm. I have a knee lift. Or I can program it to where every time I take my foot off the pedal, oh. Oh. that comes up girl. It, it's great for applique. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, and that it comes up and I, my hands never have to leave. <sighs> my. Pocket. That uh-huh. could,
0: uh-huh. and I, I applique, I love to applique. That is like a uh-huh aha <laughs> feature.
2: Oh, trust me, Stephanie. That's
1: it is awesome. It's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so. Great.
0: All right. And Katie, you've got yeah, I- a different machine.
2: I do. So, what's interesting is that I've never bought any of my own machines. My original machine was a Kenmore six stitch that my mom bought me for my ninth birthday. And that thing is solid steel, it's like a little metal workhorse, and yeah. it's very simple. And I even quilted on that thing, which was tough. It has a very small harp space. It's meant for garments, I think, and piecing. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's like one of our earlier episodes, if you go back on the website and you do check it out, one of our earlier episodes, my mom surprised me on air with an Elna 760 excellence or seven or Elna's excellent 760. Right. Those three words, not in that order. I don't know which order. And she worked with a local dealer to get it for me. And he gave her some really great options and said, look, if you buy this and she doesn't like it. She can return it. Uh, He even offered me classes, which I did take him up on. Mm -hmm. Or I could just exchange it for one that I thought was better or even get money back. He was a great, he was very open because he knew she was buying it as a gift for Mm -hmm. somebody who had not seen it yet. And sewing machines are very personalized. They're very special to each each crafter. Um, I am not a bells and whistles person. I am very simplistic. And this machine works so well for me. It has everything and more. There are so many features on this thing. I'm still <laughs> learning them. I, I, also have a presser, the knee presser, and I don't knee use, lift. I yeah. don't use that. <laughs> I don't even know where it is right now. I think it's in a bag somewhere. <laughs> but my walking foot was the biggest sell for yes. me. Mm-hmm. I know that simple, and I know that most machines come with something, but I had never had one. I was quilting using a regular foot on my little Kenmore. So when I went to a walking foot, it was an amazing change for me Mm -hmm. and it totally elevated. Yeah. It elevated the way I, it made me more confident to quilt also. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So, uh, and I also had all the options to do free motion, which allowed me to do that. And then the Elna has this massive harp space and everything fits in there. And I just, this summer finished two quilts and they were both very large, about queen size. Mm -hmm. And I loved it for that reason. There's so much more on this machine. I could spend the rest of my life learning on it. Mm-hmm. I, but it yeah. does everything I need, and it's perfect. And so I highly recommend it. I think it's a great machine. It is computerized, so it does need at least once a year to go in and get updated and checked. Mm-hmm. And we call them spa days. You know, in. I love that. It. Yeah, <laughs> we do a lot of cleaning at home. You know, going in, sweeping it out, dusting, but the the deeper oiling it and really function getting all the functions to work a little cleaner. Um, and I have noticed with my Elna using the automatic tension that it's usually set at actually wasn't working. It was snapping my thread very easily. Mm -hmm. So adjusting it and playing with it and it's now running smooth. And I, since then I've never had a problem. I mean, Mm -hmm. tension a little funny for a while, but once I realized, Hey, I don't have to go with what's the automatic, what it's set at normally. If I play with it and adjust it, Hey, I've got a perfectly fine working machine. So I love it.
0: I think Dory did a great job in in getting you know this machine that she knew what she knew what you liked and what your needs were and she also got you something that you can grow into and that you weren't going to be you weren't going to be, grow out of it in like six months.
2: No, yeah, this thing I had it now for three years. It was the first machine, and then not long after that, you got yourself Baby Lock and. I still feel like I'm new at it every time I sit down to it. I still Mm -hmm. feel like I'm using kind of like the iPhone of sewing machines where Mm -hmm. you use it for the basic texting, calling, and emailing, but you know that there's so much more to what Mm -hmm. the device has to offer. But for now, the basics work. It's awesome. And I know, like you said, I can still grow into it. Exactly. It's always going to have the next step of options when I want to go into something further. So, yeah, it's a great machine for me.
0: I love that. And the fact that um, you really, you know, you knew somewhat right away that you loved that machine and it didn't have too much. Because I hear that, too, from people of like, um, this is this machine is too much for me. I'm I don't like it. And and that's true. And yeah. some of those
2: machines, they sing to you, and you're doing all stuff, and you're like, I just want to do the time. <laughs> That's all I want to do. It can be a little bit of a turnoff to have too much going on. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I do think <laughs> having quilted on the Kenmore, which, again, I have to impress upon people how difficult that was. And yeah. I look back on it now, that little itty-bitty Kenmore barely fit a lap quilt, and I was doing full-size things on that. I've, yeah. I've got yeah. a few on my belt that I did, and I still look back, oh, man. Oh, I would do it totally different if I had my way now. And if, now that I know. Yeah. Um, so I think going from that Kenmore to the Elna, there's, but the Elna just wowed me so Nine-ish. much. It was, yeah, because yeah, it was all of a sudden like, I could make huge quilts now. I can put the whole thing in there and I'm not going to sweat it out. I would break needles. I would break my machine trying to quilt on the Kenmore. Cause mm-hmm. it was-
0: yeah. And that's when it starts becoming not fun and yes, too yes. frustrating. Yeah. Yes yeah so that's great so elna that's good i I don't really have that much experience with that machine at all, like for you know Dory your machine aria, I did get to test it out it's it's there. like yeah. runs like butter, oh my gosh but elna i I did see um you know, I don't know if you guys got this sewing show It uh, used to be on p b s um uh and I think it stopped airing around twenty fourteen but um sew it all uh Ellen March. Yeah. So that was the machine on that TV show. So, yeah. So that was interesting. I got to see kind of like people, you know, would sew on that. And that's actually where I learned about Baby Lock was on Sewing with Nancy.
2: That, exactly. Oh,
0: talk about drooling over her machines. Wow.
2: She also did um, a sewing room tour Uh of her, her area. And that's where I was convinced I had to have a koala table because mm-hmm. I loved her setup. Yeah, she I is a- her. God. May she rest in peace. I know yeah, wow. she was the first person I saw use a, ba- a baby lock. Uh, I think she had the destiny. Yeah. Um, one of the most more recent videos that she had done. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, me too. I think she was the first person I ever saw using a baby lock. Yes. Back in the yep. day. Um And and the baby lock sergers. So that's that's where the seed was planted in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, do you guys have other machines that you use for different purposes?
2: Absolutely. I have a a Viking number one plus that I bought probably 25 years ago. And oh my gosh, was it pricey then i think i paid more for my number one plus than i paid for my aria oh wow and that was 25 years ago but it had embroidery yeah index.
0: that's why
2: yep yeah. and on the, floppy disks on floppy disks <laughs> yeah. and i have seen people use the number one plus now and they, they've they been able to update it
1: mm-hmm. it
2: looks a little bit like a process so if i did want to continue using the embroidery it's a smaller hoop
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: um, I can still do that, but I use that. I have both mm-hmm. machines set up, and I use my Viking more for piecing right now, and my husband can use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I use the Aria for more quilting. Yeah, and plaiting right now.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. So I, I make. I have two or three different quilts that I are in certain processes, and some of them are on the Viking. The other ones, the uh, Watcher yeah. quilt, mm-hmm. lives in the Watcher quilt is on the aria absolutely yeah
0: i i I see that more and more today that um lots of people are have more than one machine and for specific purposes and i just started doing that a couple years ago so um but like back when i was growing up or even like um, when i first started sewing i didn't it was unheard of i didn't hear anyone have anything but one machine And now it's, it's, it's like, it's okay. Like we can have more than one machine because we do more than one thing on those machines.
2: I don't know if you felt this way, but when it came time to get my Aria, I considered using the Viking um, as a Mm -hmm. Uh trade-in. He kind of, I think he would have worked with me on that, but I couldn't let her go. I could let Louise go. (laughs) (laughs) Louise, I love it. I'm so glad I didn't. Because good. now I'm using it. Yeah, right? it's not just sitting in a box or in a closet somewhere. It is set out and it's got work sitting on it right now.
0: And that is a good machine.
2: It is a good machine.
0: That's that's the other thing that I don't get. Um, but it just it's it's kind of inherent in in the industry where um, they these manufacturers just keep it's like the auto industry just keep making new models new models and you have to ditch what you have and you have to you have to have the latest and greatest and i don't think that's true i mean look at the i have a featherweight machine that was from like you know the early 50s so yeah i know and and it, it it sells perfectly fine i mean i love it And I think that we're too quick sometimes to dismiss machines because it's like you know out of trend or style or that's not like the you know such and such model.
2: We're just in a consumerism environment, throwaway environment. Yeah, yes, consume it and get rid of it. Our cell phones are the same way. You know, Mm -hmm. they're very easily outdated. And I think not only is that us as a consumer, but also as the producers, the companies that make these things, mm-hmm. they tell you, well, we won't support that model that, anymore. Yes. And that's not fair oh. because
1: that,
2: yes. what's nice in the sewing community is it seems like older machines are still usable, mm-hmm. even if they may not be supported or up to date mm-hmm. because you can kind of ignore the computerized stuff and just use the basics. Mm-hmm. And they're still good machines, mm-hmm. and that's kind of nice that I mean you're viking when it when I remember that thing came home and it was oh overwhelming God. and it had so much, and we were mm-hmm. fascinated by it as kids and uh nowadays it works still just as fine it's still just as overwhelming with all the options on it if you mm-hmm. were to get it updated mm-hmm. so yeah, I definitely think that uh, we're it's not just craps it's all over the world. we have this need to just move on to bigger and better but it's kind of nice that in our community, sometimes the stuff that you have originally still works perfectly fine. Well, I think mm-hmm. there's also quite the trend, and I don't know how long it's been going on. Maybe it's always been going on, but repurposing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Repurposing things, mm-hmm. um, I think, is really not a bad attitude to take. No, mm-hmm. We just went recently, um, I think you started it. We We went through a phase, both of us. Where we needed to just purge. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, a lot of cleanup through the entire house, from clothing to bedding, books, um, stashes. Mm-hmm. You know, what my yarn, knitting yarn, stitching things. Um, of course, some of the things I wish I had back. But <laughs> I had to go through, and we, ha- I-, I took seven loads to the thrift store. Wow, seven car loads. Um, and hopefully somebody else will be able to use what mm-hmm. I took but the other side of that then I started reading about people repurposing what they had mm. I have a pair of jeans that I had kept because it was the largest je- pair of jeans I had ever worn they were a, they were a size 20 and I say were because I'm repurposing it the, the material there's a lot of material in a size 20 pair of jeans and I'm going to put it in a quilt nice so I'm not going to throw it away I'm going to make Start, so when I, as I lose weight and I've continued to lose weight, um, I'm going to take those jeans and I'm going to tear them down and make them into a quilt.
0: I love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah. The same thing with machines. We've, yeah. you know, instead of going bigger and better and throwing the other ones away, right. I'm going to use what I have. Right. And I kind of like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I do too. And And that, you know the Bernina that I did get two years ago is used. It's pre-loved. It's, you know. Okay. And it was the top of the line model ten years ago. It's it is a Bernina eight series. And I looked it up and I mean it retailed for eighty five hundred dollars when it was brand new. Holy moly. Can you believe that? Hey, wow. That's a, yeah. wow. I got Go it for, for I got it for a fraction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and And someone took very good care of it and I I did purchase it on eBay, but from a quilt, you know, like quilt shop. And the guy, I spoke to the guy on the phone, had messages and, you know, so that was another one that told me, oh, the dual, I'm like, does it have a walking foot? Yeah. The dual feed foot is, I'm like, okay, so that would be a no. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And and I feel, see your podcast helps me feel so much better about myself. Because I really felt like, oh, well, the, but no, it's not the same thing. No. It's not the same
0: thing. So. Yeah. so that's great. Yeah. I'm with you guys on that with the repurposing and, you know, now that I've got what I've got, I feel really good. Like I, I'm really set. So I don't really need to like look at, you know, the other stuff for a while.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ditto.
0: And, Ditto. Yeah. So, um, which brings me to my next, uh, question because that this probably will be what I look at next. <laughs> I say that, and then I'm like, "Yeah, but there is that." (laughs) Um, your dream machine. What would? What is your dream machine?
2: I'm gonna. uh, It's got to be the Destiny Two. I'm gonna stick with my baby lock and I have Destiny Two. Oh man.
0: (laughs) And and that Destiny Two because it has a camera.
2: Yeah, it touch screen. It's it's it's, ginormous screen. Embroidery. embroidery. (laughs) What's the new one that that wasn't Destiny? Solaris. Solaris has. Oh my gosh, you can project images onto your fabric to position them. To oh my goodness, wow. The Destiny Two has got that right because the Solaris is that a is that a step below the Destiny? I think it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the so Destiny cool. 2 is like their top of the line uh, Today <laughs> It's a beast Yeah, today today, you know, so. Tomorrow, I don't know <laughs>
2: But the Solaris was really impressive to me
0: I did take a look at it after you asked me if I've seen it I was like, oh, wow I watched the little video
2: <laughs> So that, for me that's That would be it For my mm-hmm. husband, it would be a long arm mm-hmm. I would love to have a long arm Yeah, but it, me too <laughs> I've always um, – it's been stuck in my mind for a while, and it seems to be a fairly solid machine, is the Handy Quilter Sweet 16. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, that, it's mid-arm range, but it does long-arm-like work, and I, I enjoyed using it. I tried it at a show, and every time I go to a show, I always sit down at one. They just, they're nice little desks, mm-hmm. and – it's still big enough that you can get more space in there and you can get that bigger quilt to really spread out. And, um, you do move the fabric instead of it being a handheld. Handheld, Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but I felt like I will never own a long arm. We are now ne- just financially. And I've got a kid who's
1: mm-hmm.
2: in sports and all that. And so we're always on the go. I'm never really home long enough to really use That's true. one. Yeah. That's true. But having something small that I can kind of tuck away. Yeah. That would be kind of nice. So I've, I've always had my eye on one, and I really enjoyed the demo that I saw on it. My son actually really enjoyed it, yes. too. So, uh, yeah, I've always kind of had my eye on one of those.
0: Yeah, I I like that one, too. I, I also saw that at a show and got to sit down and actually use it. And like I said before, we, this is um, our second. I'm going to out myself now. <laughs> this is our second time recording this segment. <laughs> because. <laughs> We had a little technical glitch, but, um, I was telling them earlier that, um, I loved the sales booth. They weren't too salesy and they really know how to sell this machine without being pushy. It's kind of like they let it sell itself and, um, it had, they had this beautiful, just black fabric and they had this variegated superior thread, like 40 weight. So you could really see it on the fabric they and they let me just go to town just making swirls and whatever I wanted to do. And there was a stitch regulator on it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: it was amazing. And I, I'm telling you, you could have stitched anything on that fabric with that thread and it would have looked fantastic. Yeah. I mean, d- didn't matter.
2: You just made a really good point. And why we've had good experiences with the people who sell them, their machines sell them. So they don't have to be pushy. No. no. Mm-hmm. Because their machine yeah. Yeah. they really do. like that.
0: Yeah. But I really appreciated their um their service, the people in the booth and um and I I've been in sales before and I'm you know, I wanted them to to be like, you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, polite or just to let them know I'm not in the market today, so yeah, I'm not I- gonna buy this today. Yeah. Um, but they still invited me to sit down and yeah. to try it. And I think they realize and they know, because even though they might not sell that to me today, five years from there, they probably yeah. will. Yeah. So that's yeah. like putting sales leads in your pipeline. <laughs> and yeah. they know how to do that and they know how to do it well. And I really appreciated it. and um you know, and and that machine um is not going to it, it's attainable. It's not like out crazy yeah. priced out, yeah, you know, out yeah. there. And you're right. I mean, it's what it's the, like a little desk. Maybe it's like what twenty four thirty inches wide.
2: So it's, yeah, it's,
0: it's. But you yeah. have all this space behind yeah. the needle that yeah. your fabric can go back, and you feel like you just have all this elbow room, and uh-huh. and it's so much easier. And you could definitely quilt king size quilts on there with no problem
2: no problem I agree. Yeah. yeah and again it's it's attainable price wise it's not yeah. totally after like a, a huge long arm right it's also um manageable size wise like we're saying you have space to move your elbows and have you know complete um the room to move everything that you need but at the same time you can either it to work on a small project or a big one, and it doesn't take up a lot of room. And if you need it to put away for a while, it's easy to kind of put to the side. Mm-hmm. Whereas a long arm, once you get one, that room space. is dedicated to that long yes. arm for the rest of the time you have it. It's You're cute. so right. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. A long arm is like, <laughs> that's like yeah. a huge deal. It's, yeah. it's just even the logistics, getting it into your house, getting it's it
1: still, set up. Wait.
2: It is a it's life a life choice. choice. <laughs> it's like choosing to have another child. Honey, look what I brought home. Like
0: I brought home. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Thanks so much for telling me and us about your machines and your dream machine. And I think this people hearing, I know for me, hearing about people that have machines that you don't have or just their experiences with features like dory the feature you love that needle threader and the pivot button i think those are features that are really important just for people to know about whether they need it or maybe they don't you know so um it's really good just to i the more people that i have on i'm going to ask all of them to talk about their sewing machines
2: that's fabulous Mm -hmm. oh i'm looking forward to hearing that yeah
0: (laughs) it's awesome Okay, this is the part where I realized that um, the recording wasn't working when we reconnected on Skype. So we are in process talking about the Beatles quilt made by Dory and her husband.
2: Oh, there it is. 81. Episode 81 is the episode where we dedicate the whole time to talk about the process. So if you really want to hear the background on it, that's the the one. Yeah, yeah, that's and I'm sorry, I think I said January, it's actually November. So you can check that out. But yeah, this idea came from a guitar strap that my dad has of the Beatles' faces from the White Album. Uh, if you don't know the album, one of the album covers is actually their faces, but it's done in like a white, it's just a shadow almost. Um, it's like their faces. Silhouette. Their faces are highlighted, but everything else is in black. Black, yeah. And I believe that Super might be part correct. of the insert, because it, actually the, the, the cover is People white. called it the White Album, and that's not actually the title, it's... It's a it, white and it just says the Beatles in black. Yeah. And it's actually coming up on a huge anniversary. But he, like Katie said, he had, guitar uh, strap. he's always been a Beatles fan. My name was almost Prudence. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Oh. Uh, so the I has, talked him out of <laughs> it. strap itself is black and their faces are done in white and they're very artistic. So it's not like their, their whole face isn't always showing. Some of them are, you know, it's very Shotic. artistic. Mm-hmm. It's very artistic. So that's where the idea came from and through a series of events of getting help from friends who had the, the technical background on computers to find a copyright-free image mm-hmm. and then printing them up to the right size and then getting it all done. So that way my dad can then go and trace them using a light table and cutting out the pieces and then the two of them went and worked together to put the pieces on and it's like each strand of hair, some of them had individual strands of hair, the eyeballs were individual pieces. They had to be perfectly pieces. Spaced. Yes. So the perfectionism of both my parents really worked <laughs> well for that. My dad is very precise. And my mom, you know, she won't, she can't live with something if it's not done well. And they worked really well together to put these pieces and iron them down. And then my mom went in and appliqued some of it by machine, and then some of it she had to do by hand. I think the eyeballs the eyeballs I did by I did hand, by, I yeah. Embroidered, yeah. Mm-hmm. So their faces it's so simplistic because it's literally their faces. And it's done iconic, in, yeah. Their faces done in white on black fabric. And I remember some of the people when I posted a picture, they're like, "Ooh, are these panels? Can I buy these?" And we're like, "No, these were handmade. These are individually pieced and handmade blocks of each of the Beatles' faces." And then they also did their names and the word, the Beatles, and then the apples um, to signify the company that put out the album. And it actually got accepted into the Orange County Fair this year. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. great. Yeah. I right
2: know. So in awesome. fact, uh, One more little tidbit. When we went to the last, uh, I think it was road. When we went to road Our to California. California in January, uh, Adita Sitar was there. Oh. And I, I love her. Yes. I just, her. and my husband spoke to her and thanked her. Because I it's, I I love her aesthetic. I love the way mm-hmm. she has her laser cut appliqué pieces. Mm-hmm. I ordered a couple blocks, and I was doing them a couple. It was two years ago. Yeah, I was, you know, trying to figure out how to do this, watching her videos on how to appliqué, and he was fascin- My husband was fascinated with the process yeah. and said, "Can I help you with that?" And I said, "Yes." He goes, "You do the sewing. I don't want to do the sewing." Mm-hmm. But how did what how, how do you <laughs> Yeah, at, on. Yeah. Yeah. He was so fascinated that also put into his head when he, when he took a look at his guitar strap and he wanted a process to make that, that's the process he wanted yeah. to use. Uh... It's not laser cut. Of course it's hand cut. Yeah. So he thanked her and showed her a picture of the quilt and said, we want to enter this, you know, into the, was it being quilted at the time? I don't remember. Cause I think he just showed her a, uh, a picture of the top. So, It's, again, because of YouTube, because of podcasts like yours, people are inspired and get these aha moments Mm -hmm. to create more and create bigger and more fun. So I love this stuff. This is wonderful. And not even just to create, but how to create it. Yeah. We did did QuiltCon this year in Pasadena, and one of the speeches that we went to Talked about the whole how process, and and that's where a lot of people get stuck. They have pictures in their mind of what they want to do. They don't know how. They don't change. know how. Yeah. And I think my mom is right. When you have a large community of crafters and creative minds, someone out there may have already done the process that you're looking for, and you just do some research and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And nothing is impossible. Everything can be done. You just need to find. You the just right need to have a name for what you, yeah, what's in your yeah, head. exactly mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That's great. And you know, the other thing I love about the progress and the journey of this quilt is that you guys did not rush it.
1: You took
0: time and you put a lot of thought and it was very deliberate and I love it. It's because, you you know, sometimes I get intimidated by these very prolific quilters.
2: Oh, yeah. I quilt every week or so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, what's wrong with me? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Why is it taking me five years? To finish your yeah, Exactly.
0: But I have some quilts that I work the same type of way. Where, and that's my design side too. Is that, and and I I realize that this is how I approach quilting and sewing because I'm trained to, um, you know, in design you have to have your concepts and you know you don't pick out stuff along the way, you have to design (laughs) your design plan first. And so that's how I quilt. I like to have my um, fabrics, my palette chosen, I want to know, you know, now, I have like pushed myself to get out of that to get a little bit more free and do some improv and stuff like that. But in general, like if I'm going to work on something that's a little bit more like a thoughtful, Quilt like your Beatles quilts. I definitely take that approach, and I like it. I think it's something to be proud of and not to be embarrassed about. And you know, I I just not everything has to be done in five minutes. And when I do want something done like that, then I make a bag or you know, make some pillows. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes
0: I do. Sometimes like those long and drawn out projects, you just want something to be done.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I need to finish. Yeah. Yeah. I -hmm. I need something maybe not simple, but I've been saying I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just need to finish. Right. Me too. I'm not a sloppy person, though. I I like things done well, like Katie said. Mm -hmm. But it feels good to have something here, done, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes, absolutely.
0: So I love that about this quilt. So before we go, I just want to know what whips do you guys have Go on your... Ah. On your you, list.
2: I actually, because I finished two quilts this summer, my whips list has gotten kind of short. So I have the puzzle box quilt that is designed by Krista Watson. Um, we won a jelly roll from her shop and it takes cool. two jelly rolls, a solid, basic color. So I chose white. And then the other color was a nice colorful. There's pinks and reds and greens. i It's an 80 block yellow's, quilt. Yellow's, it's yellow. huge. It's 80 blocks. And I think I'm down to the last eight.
0: Blocks. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, we've had some unfortunate mishaps here in the house. So my craft room is under construction or out That's of right. use. Right. So all of my blocks are on my design wall and then but you the can't fuse get to can, them, no. but you can't get to it. <laughs> uh, and then I have one baby quilt to finish for my nephew. Um, mm-hmm. That was when I decided my machine needed a spa day because it was struggling with that quilt. Once I got mm-hmm. it back, I figured out the issues and we're like, okay, good. Now I can go. I just need to bind it.
1: Oh, that cool.
2: was really close. So those are the two. I think that's it. Because, see, I finished nice. so much this summer with you those really two quilts. Did. You did. Because
0: you also finished that Marvel quilt, too, didn't you?
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that pain in my patootie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but. My son, my son loves it. He sleeps yeah. under when it's cool enough. And he enjoys it because it's huge. Uh, he's His complaint has always been, Mom, you start these quilts. And then by the time they're done, it's three years later and I don't fit. Oh. So I'm getting big. <laughs> Yeah, I went nice and big for him, and this thing is bigger than his bed, and he he did help with it, and he enjoyed it, so yeah, Yeah, I really don't have a very large works in progress for quilting. I do have a diamond painting uh, project that I'm working on, uh, and that's Mm -hmm. a Van Gogh, the sunflowers picture. Oh, cool. And then I do have some cross-stitching that I'm working on. One of them is a Disney character from the Pocahontas movie, so that's about it for me. What about you, Mom? Nice. Um, I should have made a list. <laughs> I must have one, two, three, four I must have eight quilts that are in different stages of process
0: yeah i'm I'm and, with you. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, and I keep telling myself, don't start anything new. Yep. <laughs> we just recently had the Southern California quilters run. I did not buy any fabrics. My husband bought that's amazing fabric. by the way, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> You're going to all those shops and seeing all that stuff, and she said that she didn't buy anything. And I felt her forehead. Do you have a fever? Are you okay? Right? What's yeah, wrong I, with I, you? <laughs> I was. It's it's like being a, a chocoholic and walking into a seized candy store where they say take anything you want, and I walk out with nothing. <gasps> That's what this felt like. That's what this felt like. I just, I could not justify buying any more fabric, um, because I've got so much.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: at the end of the run, my husband won. Twenty yards of Michael oh,
0: Miller. Oh man, I saw that post and I almost jumped out of my I was just like yards? Yeah, Whoa. twenty
2: yards. Yep. Yeah. So he's already looking through patterns and wanting to find something to make with them. Um so actually I think the quilting gods said, Well, you didn't buy any fabric here, here you, you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We both have the watcher skulls. You got rewarded. <laughs> yeah. We, we both, both have, have the watcher skulls that we need to finish. I oh, the...
0: that's the, the, um, oh, the Libs app- Elliot.
2: Yeah. I'm quilting Ooh. and at the same time. So. Yeah. I, I will end up doing the, well, I think I'm just quilting over instead of, because I'm going to leave it raw edged. Um, I don't have the backing fabric for it yet. That's what's holding me up. I was trying to look for my stash and nothing was either big enough or the right color scheme because I went with like lots of blues and greens and mustards and interesting colors. I use a lot of Allison glass fabric for that. Uh, So I still need the backing fabric for it. But yeah, no, the skulls are done. They're they're piece. The tops are done. Glued on. But they're, I'm, and like she said, she's waiting for backing fabric before she quilts. I'm actually. I made the choice because the way the pattern goes, EP, these are appliqué pieces that are butted up against each other, so like a puzzle. Okay. And then it comes out to this fabulous skull. Mm-hmm. Well, in between all those raw edges, I decided I wanted to <laughs> appliqué them down. Oh. Quilted at the same How time. Much, it was like a hundred. Some. It was a lot of pieces. A lot of, piece, a lot of pieces. Yeah we has got a, a lot of pieces. There are four. They're cool looking, but yes. yeah, it's a lot of pieces.
0: Wait, so uh, now on your floss tube video, that <laughs> one of those is that was hers. on the wall behind you,
2: Gary. I know. That's
0: awesome. That should always be on that wall. That's so cool. It's
2: yes. Really, it's really it's striking. And when it is. on them every time you add new pieces. If yes. you do it, if so, we had Libs walking around and helping us in the class, and you know she gave tips and some of the tips are you know you start with the nose piece in the center first and then you Find work your way out mm-hmm. and I found it was easier that if I did this piece on this side then I went right onto this side and did the same piece because it's all mirrored oh yeah and as the skull develops it's cool because it kind of goes through these different like larval phases <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> when it looks like a bug it looks like an <laughs> insect yes. and then it looks like a moth and then it looks like a bird and then it then it starts then the skull starts really coming out so it was a very cool process and Gary is on the back wall quite often because it is really striking to look at it's a lot of fun and it's really is a testament to the difference between the two of us. <laughs> yeah because so. i used exactly the same fabrics that <laughs> lips for yeah. her, her true love i went right yeah. with what she said and she gave us a list, list she yeah did. so that you but could follow one, along this one says i don't think so i'm gonna do my own thing and it came out <laughs> beautiful yeah i'm in a place where i really want to finish stuff yes and and that's not just in it's in my personal life like i've been i'm so excited i just ran out of some moisturizer yesterday and i'm almost done with a bottle of perfume because it's like i'm actually using the stuff i buy and it feels really good to do that That's so when it came to doing making gary as uh because i don't want to say i did him but when i (laughs) don't do that When I made Gary, I really did look through my room and I wanted to not buy anything new. I did buy some to, um, there's some, I like typed words on fabric. Mm -hmm. And so I did buy like maybe three pieces of fabric for certain cuts and in the background. But other than that, everything came out of my stash or a mixture of your stash too. That is fantastic.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We do shop in each other's stashes. We do. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's convenient too. Yeah, it is. It is. That's it's pretty great. cool. Shopping in each other's closets. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I have quite a few. And actually, you know, talking to you is really inspiring. And I've got a social obligation this afternoon and this evening, or I would be going home and getting on my machine. This is so inspiring. Yeah, because There's stuff
0: I need to get done. Yep. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you guys so much. I have had a blast and thank you for hanging in there with me and redoing that one segment we lost.
1: Um, You have been
0: so so gracious and um, like I told you in your email, I I always like, I knew that I wanted you guys to be my first guest. Um, You've been inspiring to me. And, um, I've just really enjoyed our friendship over the years and, um, definitely want to help promote your show as well. And all the things that you do. And I really appreciate you giving me a shout out that I wasn't expecting then. Like I said, again, I listen to your show and I get ready. So I was getting ready. and I screamed in the bathroom. Ah, they mentioned me. My husband's like, what the heck is going on? (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I love it, and this is this is really an mm-hmm. honor too. Thank yes. you so much, Stephanie.
0: Oh, you are welcome, and I I definitely will want to have you guys on again. I'm glad I I'm glad I caught you before Katie got all busy up in her uh, teaching oh, oh, yeah. here. Yeah, and then two weeks left, and you're going to be
2: dead to the world. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you
0: know, because, well, whoop, we're gone. <laughs> well. You guys, thanks so much and um, you know, just a quick mention, I mean this is, I'm probably not going to, this isn't going to post for like, you know, a few weeks maybe four weeks or so, but I do want to say I saw that picture with the fires near your house and I just okay. hope that everybody you know, is safe and stays safe and Thank um you. I'm really like there's several people on Instagram that I know that are out in California that I'm praying for and Thank just you. uh you know thoughts are with them. That's yes. I, yes. I mean they said that uh July was the hottest for California oh. on record ever.
2: Yeah, well, we definitely broke records this summer and mm-hmm. I think right now we've got three major fires. So northern California is at risk, central and southern all like it's we're all all up and down the coast. Yeah. It's it's been really scary. We've had uh my husband's cousin um lives in Redding. And they had to evacuate. And they had to to evacuate. They did not lose their home. Thank you. Oh, thank
0: you. So, yes. thank God. But it,
2: it, but seeing the we were coming home from dinner last yeah, night we and saw we the saw flames. the flames and it was like even though it's it's the it's, it's distant it's a, In the distance, it it was unnerving. I got scared because
0: I saw the photo and I I didn't even read the caption yet. And I I was like, "Oh, what is going on? Is their house going up?" And I was
1: just like, "What?"
2: Then
0: I read it, and then you said, "Okay, we're safe. It's not going to come." The worst part is the ash
2: right now. We do have like not going outside much right now because the air quality is really bad. So
0: yeah, that's right. You don't even think about that. So okay. we're okay. I and mean, yeah, you.
2: you're you're breathing and eating ash. And so it's just easier mm-hmm. to stay inside where it's cooler and it's safer. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, you guys stay safe and um, have a great rest of your week. And yeah, you have uh, you thank have you. To. Hobbies up to here. I'll put put everything I can into show notes and links to your webpage and YouTubes and all that. Thank Yay! You, all right. Good
2: luck to you. This is going to be a wonderful journey. Oh, and we're going oh, along with you. You are. <laughs>
0: I'm dragging you yeah. with me. <laughs> Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. Oh, I am so excited. Thanks to Dory and Katie at Hobbies Up To Here for being my first guest. We had such a great time. And even despite my um, rookie error of the recording, uh, we did really well. And it really is thanks to them. Uh, They made me very comfortable. And, uh, you know, I (laughs) realized, this is a little secret, I realized, um, you know, partway in recording when we um, reconnected on Skype that the record wasn't on, but I did not want to interrupt them, so I just, I pressed record, and that was right at the time they were talking about the um, Blackbird quilt and uh, Beatles quilt. So I just tried to keep my cool, but let me tell you guys, my face was burning red I had all these butterflies in my stomach and I just oh I could not even it was like how am I going to tell them I did not capture the sewing machine part but hey we did it we made it work and I hope you enjoyed the episode I will see you in two weeks uh, on episode six have a good one bye Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate Podcast with Stephanie Socha Design. You can find me online at stephaniesochadesign.com. Check out the show notes there, the blog, and I'm on Instagram at design. And you can also email me stephaniesochadesign at gmail.com. And hey get your machines out and sew something today toodles bye